The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money, but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money? Monarch Money. Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Last time on Spirits. The world is going to fucking burn. That's ominous. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what happens? Well... Next episode, we're going to talk about Ragnarok. Is this a cliffhanger? That's right, listeners. We are jumping right back into Norse mythology with this special two-parter. But first, welcome to our new listeners. This is Spirits, a drunken dive into myths and legends. Each week, we drink and discuss a new mythological story, religious tradition, urban legend, or folkloric tale from around the world. It's like 50% learning and like 50% pop culture tangent. And 100% booze. That's not how percentages work, No, is it's it? not. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this is our 10th episode, so we would like to thank every single one of you who has already taken the journey with us. Especially our patrons. Every single week we send them behind-the-scenes content and audio extras, and you, listener, you right here, can help out tremendously for as little as just one dollar. One dollar! Visit us at patreon.com slash spiritspodcast. Why don't you? And be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Spirits Podcast. We have a special bonus gift that we want to share with you guys next week, and you got to follow us to see it. It's a blooper reel. Amanda! What else could it be? Poor Eric cuts like 25 minutes of digressions every single uh, time we record. Anyway, thanks to all of you who have shared your reactions and recommendations on the show on Twitter and Facebook. A special shout out to our Audio Drama Sunday and folks. Folklore Thursday crowd. We love you guys. And we have so many new shows to listen to because of you. We also booked some very cool guests. Thanks to all of you who have helped us spread the word and reach new listeners. So please keep it coming. iTunes reviews are also a weirdly huge help. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money, but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money? Monarch Money. 
Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. monarchmoney.com slash podcast. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. I think that's enough for right now. Uh, we have a cliffhanger to resolve. Right you are. Enjoy Spirits Podcast Episode 10, Ragnarok! Hey Amanda. What? Did you hear? What? The world's gonna end. Uh, sometime, yeah. So, last episode, yep. we talked about... Oh, right, the cliffhanger, I forgot. Yes. So we got super familiar with Norse mythology. Uh, we got at least passingly... I mean, we played through the, uh, we got the like, players. We got, like, one to two hundred level Jeopardy familiar with the, okay, <laughs> with the yeah. Norse mythology. Well, we're about to get a little bit more into the five hundred level. Great. Here we go. Uh, so Alex Trebek, come at me. Come at us, Alex Trebek. Today we're going to talk about the event that lurks. I'm going to say the Avengers. I'm like, the Avengers, great. Yeah, them too. The event, okay, that lurks in the heart of every Norse mythology. Oh boy, story. the end of the world. Yeah, we're going to talk about Ragnarok. Okay, um, is this a place? An event? It's an event. Okay, it literally means the doom of the gods. Great. Um, it represents the end of time. Okay. But not really the end of time, the end of this cycle of time that we're currently in. The reset button. Right. Like we talked about last episode, Norse mythology is both linear and cyclical. Yep. The gods know that Ragnarok is coming after Odin drank from the Fountain of Wisdom. Okay, right. He saw it. Right. Um, They know most of them are going to die and that the cosmos will be destroyed and then remade again. Okay. But as for that, the specifics are super, like, unclear to them and it gets real intense. Are they are they sort of zen about it or are they like not wanting to die? So it's really interesting when you look at like just Norse culture in general. Yeah. There's this kind of idea. It's almost, it's not pessimism so mm-hmm. much, but like realism. Like we know this is coming. We know this is our plight. Yeah. But we're going to continue on anyway, because otherwise, what's the point of living? I respect that. Which is really it's like. It's a good kind Listen, of... it's a harsh environment out there in, in the Nordic heartlands in Scandinavia. It's like apocalyptic, but not quite apocalyptic. Okay. We're going to start with the signs that Ragnarok was coming. Okay. The first sign... Are of there Ragnarok... like locusts, blood, rain, Not floods? really. It was kind of like when these things happened, 
that was when uh, Odin was like, oh, shit. Okay. We're going to die soon. This sucks. Yes. It's like the onset of symptoms, if you will. So the first sign of Ragnarok coming is Balder being killed by Loki. We talked about that last episode. We did. At, at the at the Scandinavian Red Wedding. Yes. Basically. <laughs> um, it's the mistletoe spear thrown by Hodor, <sighs> his blind mistletoe. brother. Loki arranged the whole thing. What a dick. So this action kind of proves the mortality of the gods to the gods. Like, they knew they were mortal, yes. yeah, but they yeah, kind of yeah. forgot about it. Right, it's, it's like the first the first right. uh, sign. Until the best of them dies, because Baldur's the golden child. Yeah. At this point, this is when Odin starts choosing to bring on human warriors to fight in, uh, to bring to Valhalla to fight in Ragnarok later on. Now, what's the benefit of humans? They're like pawns. Oh, okay. The gods are going to fight, but the humans are going to help fight, like, two. So they're literal pawns in that they're like the first line of defense and they get mown down before the gods. Pretty much. Cool. Um, I would do that too. No love lost, Odin. Up until this point, the gods were kind of living in an age of debauchery and kind of so were the mortals. Okay. Um, Oaths were being broken, which is like a really fucking big deal. (laughs) Um, Some people were being cowardly, also a big deal because you know how much Odin likes courage. And then leading up to Ragnarok, there were three winters without summer. Oh. Which was known as Fimblewinter or the Great Winter. Narnia style. Yeah. Super long Narnia style. slash Game of Thrones style. I was, I was going to say Game yeah. of Thrones. Winter so came Long winters and long summers. And, and came and came and did not leave. Uh, so the last sign that Ragnarok is coming is the escape of Loki and his son Fenrir. Loki from the cave where he was imprisoned. Yes. After with the poison on his head. And was there, like, a famous werewolf named Fenrir? Is Fenrir that a- Greyback from oh, Harry Potter. Oh, yes, Harry Potter! We, we literally cannot make it through an episode without fucking Harry Potter. Tricky <laughs> <sighs> rolling, get in touch. <laughs> so they were both being imprisoned in some, like, underground cavern. Mm-hmm. They both end up escaping, and they come together with the giants and the demons from the two other realms. Right, that aren't Asgard and Midgard. Right, um, and they're going to fight against the gods. All right. They're pissed about it. The gods have been, you know. Now, like, whose side are they on? Like, what's what's the end game? It's like, it's like, the gods have been having it too good. They've been, like, coming, like, Thor killed a bunch of fucking giants over a fucking hammer. Oh, yeah. Like, no one's, no no one's pleased with the gods. It's sort of, like, reality check. Right. They're like, you guys are being douchebags. Yeah. We're going to destroy you all, and we're going to have all of your land to ourselves. They start leaving their realms. Yggdrasil starts to shake and tremble as the giants and the demons head towards Asgard. Wow, that's a bit of an image. The first thing that happens is Fenrir, the yep. giant wolf dude. Not who's Greyback, the but son, the god. <laughs> he's the son of Loki. Okay. Um, I don't know why he has a wolf son. Don't know. I don't really remember. Who was the mom? No one knows. Maybe a wolf? Fine. Maybe. Sure. That sounds right. <laughs> um... He begins to consume everything on Earth by dragging his lower jaw along the ground and his upper jaw along the sky. Ooh. Yeah, he's like that fucking big. He's just like, hom nom nom, giant Pac-Man style. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. So he even (laughs) swallows the sun. Wow. Like, shit gets intense. Everything goes dark because Fenrir swallowed the sun. That's a pretty effective way to exact revenge. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was trapped down in, like, you know... In the, the cave, underworld right. for a very, very long time. I don't have so. sun, neither do you. Uh, meanwhile, Surtir, who is a giant with a flaming sword, okay, uh, sweeps it across the world, leaving an inferno and scorched earth in his wake. 
Uh, so n- neither sun nor agriculture. Yeah. Everyone's kind of fucked at this point, even if, uh, even if they do survive. Wow. Which they probably won't. We'll get to that. I wouldn't want to. Um, so the gods and the giants begin to square off. Heimdall has warned everyone that they're coming. Okay. And like, you know, the fight's about to go, go down. down. Uh, all the warriors in Valhalla are like ready to go. They're like, yeah. you know... Most excitement we've seen in a decade. They're shooting back, shooting back their mead, grabbing their axes. <laughs> They're ready to go. They square off. Uh, Thor is actually the first one to be killed. Oh, no. Uh, while slaying a giant dragon called uh, Jormungand. What? Yeah. One, Thor can die. Two, there are dragons? Yes. What don't they have? Everything. They have everything. Is this where all of our mythology comes from? I mean... Like, our, our like, high fantasy fantasy creatures? Yeah, a lot of uh, Tolkien's work comes from North, Norse mythology. Wow. So the dragon uh, that Thor faces off with, actually, right. is uh, what Tolkien-based smog. smog off of. Oh. Yeah. Hey, any Tolkien experts, get in touch. Let us know about the mythological origins of We'd the, the Tolkienverse. We would. Uh, Surtir dies fighting the god uh, Freyr, the brother to Freya. Okay. Uh, who is the uh, goddess of love and whatnot. Oh, that one. The good yes. stuff. Yes. Um, he is the god of kingship, prosperity, and fertility. All good things. Yeah, like very, like, things that a, uh, a king would pray to. Keep it in the, in the like, family. Please give, it, give me a boy. Uh, give me a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, I will spare you the visual that Julia just gave uh, us right there. Sorry. <laughs> I get it, babe. Don't worry. Uh, and then uh, Loki is killed while fighting Heimdall. Okay. The blingy watchman. Dude. Yes, Idris Elba. Yes. Odin is killed by Fenrir. Uh, before Fenrir is killed by Odin's son, Vidar. Oh, man. Um, who, like, he wasn't the god of anything until the moment that he kills Fenrir. And oh, then shit. he's the goddess of vengeance. The god of wow. vengeance. Which, like, is kind of cool. Defining his own legacy in the moment. Yeah. I yeah. respect that. With most of the sides dead, the land becomes begins to sink into the ocean. Okay. Uh, and darkness falls across the realms. Okay. Very sad. Fitting. Quiet right. moment. All right, some grieving period. Yeah, no one's no one's happy because everyone's dead. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, but the world doesn't end here. Not necessarily, at least. Well, I mean, with no sun, no soil, and no land, <laughs> how does it continue? The earth slowly begins to rise out of the ocean again. Oh, uh, when the land emerges, the golden child Baldor reappears out Fucking of the Baldor. Where did you come from? He's the god of everything good and light and pure. And apparently rebirth. Yes. Uh, and then all of the living things that survived up until this point begin to thrive and blossom again. Okay. And then these two humans who also survived, named Leaf and Leaf Brassier. Okay. Um, they were, like, hiding in some magic forest that doesn't get touched by this for whatever reason. Convenient. Um, they survive on morning dew and help repopulate the earth. Oh. And then a new... Adam and Eve style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then a new sun is born from the, uh, goddess who was the sun previously. Like, her dead body gives birth to another child and then she becomes Aww. the sun. Pretty, pretty fitting in terms of the cycle of rebirth. Mm-hmm. And then it's 
it's not necessarily explicitly said in the mythology, but Baldar kind of takes the place of Odin, mm-hmm. and then the cycle continues again. Oh. It's really, really cool when you think about it. And so is there any kind of like moral cause for why this universe had to reset? Or is it just like, listen, y'all, everything dies, everything is reborn. Like, it's just the cycle of life. I think for the Norse, that is like the obvious way that things would go. Yeah. Uh, For the Norse people, you know, there's just such cyclical moments and there's such highs and lows right. that when something good happens, naturally something bad has to uh, follow. And then when something bad happens, naturally something good will follow. But that's not like fraught, right? Like it's not no. like a terrible thing to think about, but it's just the natural way of things right. where there are highs, there are lows, where there are wins, there are losses, where there are gigantic, you know, apocalyptic battles of the gods. There are, you know, two people hiding in the forest ready to, you know, lick some leaves and repopulate the earth the next morning. That's quite a, like, that's quite a survival technique, too. It is, y'all. They're like, wow, like, most of the world is dead. There's some water on that, like, half-burnt leaf, though. Hashtag, whoa. (laughs) Hashtag condensation. It's an interesting hashtag. I'm not sure anyone has ever used that. Listen, condensation is (laughs) annoying if you have a bathroom with poor ventilation or very convenient If you're waking to a post-apocalyptic dawn. Amanda is speaking from experience there. Uh, With the bathroom, not with the (laughs) post-apocalyptic dawn. (laughs) I wasn't sure. I lived in England for a year. I know poor ventilation in bathrooms. (laughs) So, yeah, that is the story of Ragnarok. Um, And so what does the word Ragnarok mean itself? It means the uh, end of the gods. But it's interesting because... Oh, right, you said that. I forgot. But I'm glad you brought (laughs) it up because there's actually two translations for it. Okay. It's the the doom of the gods, but also the twilight of the gods. Huh. Meaning like, you know, the middle of the night kind of thing, like the the darkest point of the Uh evening. But... Also with the assumption that there's going to be light afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Like we're we're standing here poised on the precipice where things are bad, but afterwards going to get better. Exactly. Which I is, like that a lot. Isn't that so cool? Like that's like probably one of my favorite like apocalyptic stories because right. it's so like positive at the end. It is. And it's also like, listen, y'all, we're going to have to work this out. Yeah. You know, like sometimes when you see people fighting or you kind of feel something brewing with a friend or something, you're like, we're going to have to just, you know, play this out. Mm get to the other side, and from there we'll sort of see what's next. Yeah, like, just doing it anyway, even though you know, like, this shitty stuff is gonna happen, but knowing that you're probably gonna come out the other side, too. And you know what What character trait is forged when going through these things? Courage. Fortitude. Oh. Bringing it back to the New York Public Library, the bitches. last episode. With patience and fortitude, our two lion sentinels. <laughs> So I look forward to doing a review of whatever Thor movie is upcoming. The literal title of the next Thor movie is Thor colon Ragnarok. Uh, convenient. Uh, hopefully any of you who have connections at Marvel or the press uh, can, you know, promote us. Send us a screener. I seriously. But when our listeners go to the movies and watch Thor colon Ragnarok, uh, just the upcoming Thor movie. Um, you can go in with the knowledge that, uh, you know, this is what the battle is. This is who the characters are. And, you know, Balor the Playboy is uh, ultimately going to wind up victorious. And please note that uh, there are no hulks in the original story. 
There are no Hulks in the original Norse mythology. But Mark Ruffalo makes everything better, but so Bruce we're Banner not going to be opposed. always welcome. And he's going to be a welcome addition to this movie. Oh, the Fluffalo. Oh. The Fluffalo. I haven't heard that before. You haven't heard the no, Fluffalo No, my corner of Tumblr doesn't use Fluffalo. Oh, Fluffalo. Adorable. With his fluffy hair and the sideburns. Anyway. I get it. I get it. Ragnarok. Spirits was created by Julia Shafini and me, Amanda McLaughlin. It's edited by Eric Schneider with music by Kevin McLeod and visual design by Allison Wakeman. Subscribe to Spirits on your preferred podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at Spirits Podcast. On our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spirits podcast, you can sign up for exclusive content like behind the scenes photos, audio extras, director's commentary, blooper reels, and beautiful recipe cards with custom drink and snack pairings. If you like the show, please share with your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time.